wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. Hey everyone, today I'm sitting with an amazing Canadian. She is an unbelievable athlete, motivational speaker, TV host, and brand ambassador. She was a part of the 2014 and 2018 Olympics for the Canadian women's hockey team, where she racked up a lot of medals. Here with me is Natalie Spooner. So glad you're here today and welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank I'm I'm like jumping out of my seat. I, I watched you at the Olympics. You were incredible. Oh, thank you. So what's going on right now at home? Are there any projects that you're currently working on? Oh boy. I guess at the beginning of quarantine, we tackled some home projects, but now we've been back into training, um, getting back on the ice. We have world championships coming up in May. So I've been pretty just focused on hockey and training lately for sure. Is it still, you know, very intense training or what's going on there? Yeah, pretty intense. I mean, we got World Championships coming up in May, and then next February is the Olympics. So we're kind of, you know, gearing up uh, full speed ahead here. So I was just watching your interview with Ron McLean, and just a little while ago, you had to play against Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you stated that he's such a special player. Can you tell us about that experience of having to play against him and what the interview was like? Yeah, so um, I actually get to train with Mitch quite a bit now, but... Um, when we had our, we had like a little skills competition on the ice and I mean, just his speed and the way he can turn on a dime is pretty crazy. But I mean, then you also watch him in the games and he's able to find lanes, um, that, you know, no one else can see and make such nice plays. And I mean, this season he's having an amazing season and scoring lots of goals too, as well as, you know, being that playmaker he is. So I think that he's, you know, obviously he's a player you want on your team and that's why he's such a special player. So, Natalie, I have to say this. You are a real trailblazer. You really are. I mean, you were the first player to play for the Canadian National Women's Hockey Team. Wow. I'm, I'm just amazed. What led to your decision to be a pro hockey player? Um, okay, so I wasn't like the first player to play for Team Canada because there was a lot of trailblazers before me, but I was the first player to play on the under-18, the under-22, and the senior national team. And I guess I got pretty lucky with the timing um, that I was the inaugural year of the under 18 team. So, um, I got to, you know, represent that team and represent my country, which is always an honor. And I just feel so privileged to be able to do that and, you know, represent so many young girls that have that dream and all the trailblazers that came before me and my family. Well, that's really sweet. You know, who kind of helped you get to where you are? I mean, obviously you're extremely talented and, I'm sure you pushed yourself to get to where you are, but is was there anybody in particular that helped you get where you are? Oh, for sure. first of all, I have to say my family. Like my parents were the ones that were driving me to the rink, to practice, to tournaments all the time. Um, so I, you know, I think now I look back and I'm like, wow, they, you know, really gave up a lot to make sure, you know, that I was playing the sport I loved. And then I have three older brothers who all played hockey, so I would say them also because I think they were always pushing me. Um, to be a better hockey player. Um, so I'd for sure say my three brothers too, yeah. The competition between the four of you? Yep, for sure. We always had a, a backyard rink in the winter, so it always got a little intense out there. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you're the only girl and out of four siblings out of three are boys. What is that like? I'm an only child, so I don't really know much about siblings, but a, a girl and, you know, three three brothers. How, how was that? You know, I loved it. I mean, I guess I didn't know any different, but I mean, I had, you know, one brother is quite a bit older. There's like, there's quite a bit of age gap between us all, except for my one brother who's 18 months older than me. So, um, I mean, my oldest brother was always kind of teaching me and, you know, making sure, um, like supporting me. My middle brother also kind of, but we also battled a bit on the ice. And then my youngest brother, we were always super competitive because we were only 18 months apart. Um, but I mean, we all get along still and we all hang out and I mean, they just play beer leagues now. So we always joke that like I ended up being the best hockey player at all out of all of us, <laughs> because when we were younger, they were definitely better than me. And I was always trying to keep up with them. Um, but yeah, I think it kind of made me into the player I am today because I was, you know, always pushing myself to be as good as they were. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, that's really incredible to, you know, have that kind of drive. That's really awesome. So I was reading about you a lot and especially in your bio and the, you know, the many sites that are on. So you had been playing hockey since you were four. Was being a professional hockey player always in the cards for you? You know, when I was younger, I guess when I was little, like I grew up with the three older brothers, so they wanted to play in the NHL. So I thought I was also going to play in the NHL. Like I didn't really realize, you know, that I was a girl or that girls don't play in the NHL or that, um, you know, girls go to the Olympics or they play for Team Canada or, you know, if there was even a women's professional league. And when it was when I was 11, I got to meet another hockey player named Jennifer Botterell, who's, you know, four time Olympian, like gold medalist. And I got to see her gold medal. And that was really the moment for me that like sparked my dream to want to go to the Olympics and to want to win a medal. And I don't think I ever had the dream of playing professional women's hockey because I didn't see that. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, you know, so even now, like we're still fighting for a viable league and back then, like leagues were kind of coming and going um, at all, all the time. So I think it was more so to go to the Olympics or to play for Team Canada than really to play professional women's hockey. I completely agree. I think that's really cool. Um, when you say you're kind of vying for that viable league, um, where would you like to see women's hockey in the next few years, next five years or so? Where would you like um, the standing to be? I mean, I would love it to be a professional women's league, one that's going to be around for a long time. You know, one where we're playing in professional grade rinks, we're getting our games on TV, people can see us, um, and that, you know, girls and women like don't have to worry about having a second job because I think right now we're really at like a double-edged sword with hockey in that their players are good. We're really good. It, it should be on TV, but we're also having to have other jobs. Whereas if you people like if girls can focus solely on hockey, like the level's just going to take off and um, it's going to become so much better. So um, yeah, I think just get more, I would like there to be a league and more games on TV, more people, more eyeballs on it. Um, I think would help it grow a lot. Well, I'd love that too. It's it's completely fair. I think that that absolutely is to me. I completely agree with that, and I think that there should be more equality for that. And that you guys deserve it. We, you know, we as women deserve to be equal in that sense. And it should you shouldn't have to have a second job to to be able to you know live and do what you love. So if say if you love because you love hockey, but it doesn't pay the bills. So now you have to have a second job and that's t tough enough. I think that I think that that's absolutely what, in my opinion, and I completely agree, that's what should be done. Well, thank you. <laughs> At your, I'm talking about with Olympics because 
I mean, that's incredible. You you went to the Olympics not once, but twice, and won lots of medals. So at your Olympic debut in Sochi in 2014, you had made history. What was the experience like? Your first time you go there, and you from the opening ceremonies to the medal ceremonies, what, what was it like? Um, I mean, it was amazing. I think, like, you kind of dream of what you think the Olympics are going to be like. Um, but then, you know, you get there, and I think, like, opening ceremonies for me was probably that, like, pinch me moment, I'm actually here. Um, but then after that, you kind of just get in the groove, and we're getting into the games. And I think, like, most people watched that game in 2014. Um, and how we were down to nothing with three and a half minutes left and the comeback and um, being able to win. Uh, and I mean, it was, it was a dream come true. It was pretty crazy. Uh, that would have been our fourth straight gold medal for Team Canada at the Olympics. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Just the way we won and um, the way we came back. And uh, just like, I remember looking along the line and seeing my teammates and hearing the Canadian anthem. And it was the best day ever. It sounds like an emotional roller coaster. Wow. For sure it was. It was also a lot of relief when we were done and we won because we'd worked so hard for that. And it's like you train like the whole year or really like your whole life to win a gold medal. And then it's like, okay, I finally did it. And then after you mm-hmm. win the gold medal, when you come back home, what do you do? Well, I guess you show it off. <laughs> um, you share it with your family and your friends and show it off. But I after, shortly after I got back, I actually ended up going to run the Amazing Race Canada. So that was like pretty soon after um so i didn't have that much time after to be able to uh you know show it off too much and speaking of the amazing race canada you don't stop you just keep going it's incredible you and megan mickelson were on the canadian the canadian amazing race what from winning a gold medal to the amazing race really close together how was how awesome is that i mean why did you want to do that and what kinds of challenges did you do I don't know why, like we just kind of decided why not apply and see kind of where it goes. And we hadn't, we didn't think in a, in a lifetime we would be chosen, um, but then we did. You guys, you guys, oh, we would, we just won a gold Olympic medal. You know, let's just try this now. And then we'll try like skeet shooting later and then high jumping later. New experiences. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was such a cool experience. We got to, I mean, travel to Normandy, France, Paris, France, Macau, China, um, Hong Kong. So like we got to go to some pretty cool places and then also all around Canada and see some great places within Canada. Um, and we did everything from like skydiving, bungee jumping, serving tea, building chairs out of driftwood. Like there was so many random things that we would have never done probably. Uh, that we were kind of like forced to do it or like we were so competitive. It didn't matter. We just did it. Um, but we had a blast. And I think for us being such high performers and having come off the Olympics and now kind of being into thro- thrown into an experience where it's not so structured in a sense that you don't know you're going to wake up every day, play hockey, play a game, practice, work out. Like now you're waking up and you have no clue where you're going to go, what you're going to have to do. So I think it really taught us how to kind of go with the flow and just like take it day at a time. Awesome. That's really, really cool. Taking a little break from your career life because we could literally talk for hours on that. You're engaged now. How's engagement life? It's good. It's been a lot longer than expected because we were supposed to get married last summer. Um, but we, because of COVID, we pushed it to this summer. But we're finally doing it this summer, just a lot smaller of a scale than, than we thought. But, um, I mean, it's been great. I don't think much has changed because we were living together before that anyway. Mm-hmm. excited for, for sure. the big wedding day and uh, for it to be a great, a great time. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the wedding? Do you have, like, big wedding plans or like, what's, what's it going to be? What's it going to be like? 
So I did have big wedding plans. It was supposed to be at a winery, but we've actually just changed it to our cottage. So we'll only have 25 people there. Um, so it's a lot smaller of a wedding, but um, I think it'll be equally as beautiful and really nice on the lake um, and just kind of have our, you know, our closest family members there that we can. That sounds so intimate and beautiful. I love that. It's so cute. I love weddings. They always just, you know, make you feel so happy. You're, you're also a TV host. Just to jump back into your career a little bit. You're also a TV host. What, what TV show did you host? Oh man. So I've been like lucky to be on quite a few TV shows. Like obviously I didn't host Amazing Race, but I was on Amazing Race. Um, I also, two seasons ago, I got to go on Battle of the Blades and I actually learned to figure skate. So I was actually on the show. Um, and then this past year I was able to be a judge actually on Battle of the Blades. So I got to judge the hockey players that were coming to learn figure skating and you skate with, um, someone who is like an Olympic figure skater or like a high level figure skater. So it's kind of a crazy experience also, because obviously I don't know that much about figure skating. So whether I was actually skating or judging, I was probably equally as clueless trying to figure it out. But, um, I mean, I had a blast. It's, I mean, I've got to do some pretty cool experiences through hockey. Um, so yeah, I'm just really grateful for those. So in the, in the battle of the blades, you got to be the contestant one year and the judge the next. That must have been a lot different, lots of less pressure. And you were with Andrew Poyer, remember? Uh, Poyer, yeah. Um, for your as as your uh, as your Battle of the Blades partner, can you tell us about Battle of the Blades? Like I know what it is, but not I bet not everybody else does. Yeah, so Battle of the Blades is when they take um, you know a professional hockey player. So uh, it's I guess it's mostly males, but they've added in some females now, which is awesome. And they pair you with. Um, you know, a high level figure skater. So um, whether it's an Olympian or someone who's done a lot of shows, whatever it is, someone who's an amazing figure skater. Um, and we get paired up and you, we switch our hockey skates to figure skates with the toe pick. And we try to learn, you know, these dance skating routines and these crazy tricks. Um, I definitely fell a lot. I was very bruised up, like all my elbows and knees at first, but by the end, I really grew to appreciate the sport and to love the sport. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I think like just letting loose and having fun is like, like so different than hockey mm -hmm. in the sense that you have to be like creative and dance and all yes. this stuff. But um, I had I had a blast. And my partner, I mean, an Olympian, like he, he was, is like the most amazing skater ever. So I got pretty lucky with that. <laughs> oh, I, I you have to you have to perform and skating on something you don't even like you barely have any kind of wow that's crazy that's like crazy for you to just do the whole big flip and for those of you you know who don't skate I was in uh figure skating and I was also learned hockey and I can't tell you the difference because it's insane it's so different it's just yeah the toe pick especially it's like right at the top of your skate for those of you who know what toe pick is it, it does help you kind of like drag your feet for traction as well. Um, but it's just figure skating is kind of it's hard, it's a lot different because hockey skates, you have more support around your ankle and figure skates is just it's just totally different. It's, it's unbelievable that you've been that you've been able to do that. And I saw your performance. I don't know how you did that in that time frame, because that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, a lot of people are watching this and a lot of people are young girls and young people, especially who maybe even, even be hockey enthusiasts who want to go pro hockey or just love hockey. 
What would you say to young people aspiring to be like you or be in a situation like you where they're playing in um, high-performance hockey or high-performance sport or anything? What would you say to them to kind of describe your experience and what you think that they should do? I would say go for it. I would say believe in yourself um, and that, you know, you should be there, you should be playing there. Um, You know, I think now women's sports and women in sports are so much more widely accepted um, that, you know, you don't really need to maybe break those barriers, but just know and feel confident as you're going through your path that that you belong there. And I mean, whether it's women in sports or women in business, um, either way, you know, even if you don't see someone who wants, who is doing what you want to do, keep going because you can get there as long as you believe in yourself. Those are words to live by. Thank you so much. So what are, what are some of the things on your bucket list? Still? I mean, come on. Like, I think you've accomplished some pretty amazing things and you're still really young. I mean, what could possibly be on your bucket list? Oh, boy. I mean, immediate future, we have world championships coming up. So win a gold medal at the world. Then the Olympics um, bring home, you know, that gold medal back to Canada. But I think, like... Big bucket list, like I would love to travel some more. I think that, that I'm getting the itch to travel because I know we've been stuck at home for so long and there's so many places that I would love to travel to. So I think, um, you know, once things get back to normal and once things maybe calm down a little bit with hockey, I'll try to get a little trip in or something. And where would you like to go? Like I've never been to Australia. I would love to go to Australia, um, Hawaii. Yeah, probably those would be like my two top spots right now. Okay, so thank you so much, Natalie. Um, but before we go, I love to do the five rapid fire questions. And it's kind of non relevant to this whole podcast, but it's really fun. So we just like to throw it in there. <laughs> awesome. What's one thing that you're working on doing better or dr- trying not to do? Like, what's, what's something that it's like a bad habit? Looking on social media so much. <laughs> oh, I'm so with you there. Uh-huh. When I get up, it's like five minutes scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. When you can't sleep, what do you do? I normally just lay there. <laughs> I try not to like look at my phone and do that stuff because I should be like sleeping. Um, yes, I, I try to just take deep breaths. So if you were a superhero, who would you be? I think I'd be my own superhero. And I think I would want to tra- time travel. Well, you kind of already do that on skates, but that would be cool to do. <laughs> Or like be able to like move from like one place to another, like I could fly or something like, or I could just go like that and I could be in Australia or something, you know? That'd be really cool. So what's the show that you're currently binging right now? (laughs) That's bad. I watched Bridgerton, but then there's another one on Netflix right now. It's not Gabby and something, but it's like, it's like something and something. It's like a mom and a daughter. Um, What's your favorite movie to watch? Pitch Perfect. I love that movie. Do you prefer Fridays or Sundays? Fridays, for sure. Look forward to the weekend. Thank you so much, Natalie Spooner, for coming on. I think that everybody's learned so much, and I'm just so grateful for you to come on, and you really did shed some light on what your life is like. Just thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This was fun. This is Kayla Jackson, and thanks for listening to Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast, and be sure to tell you and your friends and family to listen. This podcast is co-produced by myself and Scott Stewart. He is a huge help. Thank you, Scott. Mm-hmm.